From COK Studios in Bob Garfield's Crypt, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. On today's show, we'll consider the latest on the Ebola outbreak and the measures being employed to keep it from spreading in our Consider Your Health series. We'll also consider some scary movie recommendations for your Halloween viewing pleasure. And we'll consider doing the time warp again. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from Zemed Radio Hour, the new podcast from actor and innovator Adrian Zemed. This week's episode is a conversation with the cast of Grease 2 about why that movie killed the career of everyone but Michelle Pfeiffer. And the Count Chocula Foundation, committed to helping vampires and other undead creatures cope with type 2 diabetes. Visit I want to test your blood, sugar.org, for more information. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. As of this past weekend, the World Health Organization says the number of people believed sickened by Ebola has risen above 10,000. Of those, 4,900 people have died. The Ebola outbreak in West Africa is the largest ever outbreak of the disease. It has particularly affected Guinea, Liberia, and Sierra Leone, but there have also been cases in three other West African countries, Spain and the United States. Mali recorded its first case of Ebola Thursday. Fears about the disease and its spread are real, but there are a lot of myths and half-truths about Ebola going around, creating panic when it isn't really necessary. Here to help us separate fact from fiction are Consider Your Health reporter Alex Truman and Dr. Benjamin Deeth, who is an expert on infectious disease and a regular contributor to Fox News and CNN. Welcome to both of you. It's pronounced death. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Dr. Death. Alex, I'd like to start with you. Now, it seems like we've been seeing an awful lot of you lately. Indeed you have, Cutter. It's because of all the health concerns out there right now, not the least of which being Ebola. Okay, so how scared should we be here in America about Ebola? Honestly, not very. You know me, I'm the first one to panic about any kind of health risks. But I have to say that a lot of the fear about a potential North American Ebola pandemic is completely unwarranted. Dr. Death, what do you say to that? I disagree completely. There is a very real cause for concern that this epidemic of Ebola could spread all across the nation. The horrible mismanagement of the cases in Dallas, coupled with our nation's overwhelming tendency to breathe through our mouths, makes an epidemic extremely likely. I'm sorry, doctor, but Ebola can only be spread by direct contact with the bodily fluids of a person infected with Ebola. It's not spread through the air or by water. Don't be naive, Alex. Nobody knows how this thing spreads. That's what makes it so dangerous. Well, actually, we do know how it spread, she just said. Now, now I'd like to talk about the handling of the Ebola cases here in the U.S. Ah, yes. While there was some mismanagement of the cases in Dallas, where one patient died from Ebola, there is little cause for concern. Believe me, some of the stories coming out of Dallas gave me anxiety about how our healthcare system was handling a deadly disease. I even had to spend a day in my hyperbaric clean room just to regroup. But the two nurses who contracted Ebola at the Dallas hospital are now Ebola-free and back home. They're back home and ready to spread the disease to all their friends and family. It's terrifying. Why would they release them so soon? Their quarantine should have lasted a year at least. I think there has to be some kind of government conspiracy here. 
they clearly have some agenda to wipe out the population of Texas. Now, I doubt that, but Nina Pham, one of the nurses who had Ebola, went to the White House last week, and she even got a hug from President Obama. That's got to prove she's healthy again. It proves none of that. It only proves that Obama isn't on the conspiracy. I don't see how... Either that, or he's got Ebola now, too! I think the president was just trying to show everyone that Ebola isn't something to fear. I wouldn't hug a former Ebola patient for all the Purell of the world, but that's me. I have to commend the president for showing the country that, while serious, Ebola is not the end of the world. Agreed. On the contrary, the end is nigh. And I beheld that when he opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as a sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood. And the kings of the earth, the princes, the generals, the rich, the mighty, and everyone else, both slave and free, hid in caves and among the rocks of the mountains. They called to the mountains and the rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of their wrath has come, and who can withstand it? Dr. Death, you, you know this isn't Fox News or CNN, right? Yeah, it's public radio. There's no need for that kind of talk here. What? Really? Really? Oh, well then, I, I agree with what Alex said. Just be vigilant, but there's really nothing to get too panicked about. That was Consider Your Health's Alex Truman and Fox News' Dr. Benjamin Death. Now we turn to Halloween. There are so many classic scary movies out there that it can be hard to decide which ones to watch. Here in the studio with me to help you figure out what frightening flick to watch this Halloween is director and film critic Neil Thanadier. Welcome back to the show. Happy to be here. Even though you are a documentary filmmaker, you pride yourself on your extensive knowledge of horror films. Isn't that right? Yes. There is nothing better than a good scare, and I always enjoy sharing my expertise with those who don't have the benefit of my copious film knowledge. I know you do. What are some of your picks for this Halloween? I'm so glad you asked. The first film I want to recommend is a dark tale that is made all the more disturbing because it is true. This film reminds me of The Children of the Corn or The Village of the Damned because it involves the systematic brainwashing of an entire group of people in order to achieve a very sinister goal. Ooh, that sounds like a good one. What is the name of that movie? Eight, The Mormon Proposition. You mean the documentary about the Mormons' involvement in the promotion and passage of California's Proposition 8? And the LDS Church's secretive campaign against LGBT rights? Yes. I I'm sorry. I just don't see how that can qualify as a scary movie. You don't think that the Mormon Church's agenda against gay rights is scary? That's a fair point, I guess. I just thought you'd be recommending more traditional kinds of spooky, thriller, slasher movies. And maybe not documentaries. I see, I see. Okay, I think I know what you mean. This next film is not a documentary, and will certainly fit the bill if you want to be absolutely terrified. Okay. It's a modern retelling of a classic horror novel. I can't tell you how utterly frightening it is. It's shot in black and white, which lends a very 
eerie feel to the story and gives the film a timeless look that so few horror films have today. Gene Wilder captures Dr. Frankenstein's crazed lunacy. Gene Wilder? I think you're talking about young Frankenstein. I am, and it's pronounced Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein. I don't think so, and that is a comedy by Mel Brooks. A comedy? I beg to differ. Young Frankenstein delves deep into Mary Shelley's original twisted tale and gives it a very timely and terrifying update. I'll agree that it is a fantastic movie, but it is most certainly a comedy. I worry that you find that kind of humor in a horror film, Dinah. What else do you have for people's Halloween movie list? I've saved my most bone-chilling film for last. I know you said no more documentaries, but this last one is truly terrifying. It is a tale of obsession, pride, and lust. It's the kind of film that grabs you right from the opening and never lets go of your throat until the final credits roll. I cannot say how much this movie haunts me. The screaming, Dinah. Oh, the screaming. I also have to tell you that the music in the film is absolutely blood-curdling. Some people have let their young children watch this movie, but I strongly advise against it. You will be sorry in the end. Trust me. Well, what is it? I've got goosebumps just hearing you describe it. Justin Bieber. Never say never. Not what I was expecting, but I really can't argue with you. That movie does sound pretty scary. It's like Hitchcock on steroids. Happy Halloween, Dinah. Thank you. That was Neil Thanadier, filmmaker and author of the book, A Brief History of Latvian Documentary Cinema. That's all for this episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you'd like more from the best-looking news team in public radio, you can always go to our website, considerourknowledge.com, for more news and stories. You can also follow us on Facebook and on Twitter at ConsiderOurKnow. And the podcast is available for download at iTunes and at Stitcher Radio at Stitcher.com. If you like Consider Our Knowledge, please consider supporting us by going to the Support COK button on our website, which will take you to our secure Patreon page where you can make a $5 monthly donation. It'll really help us keep bringing you the best NPR parody there is. The COK team includes Emily Clausen, Jeremiah Knight, Natalie Thorpe, Marianne Wetzel, Hobart Willis, Spencer Cannon, Libby Mitchell, our intern is Ryan Shattuck, and a very special thank you this week to Joel Long. Thanks for listening. Have a safe and happy Halloween. I'm Connor Bentley. I even had to spend a day in my hip, 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 Okay. I said hip, hip, to the bear table. Oh, wrapping my pain away.